Hey everybody, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. First of all, I want to give a shout out to our main sponsors, Rising Suns, the award-winning brewery in Cork. So if you're around Cork, be sure to call in for a, a lovely pint if you're in the vicinity over the next few weeks. Summer is nearly over and I have aborted earth in the house. I've got Jamie, Shannon and Dara. How are you? Ahoy. How's it Thanks for sparing me some time and your busy schedules, no doubt. <laughs> You get five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> Collectively. <laughs> that's about 15 minutes. That, that wouldn't even add up to the amount of times you've been on the show, Dara. So that's if anybody fair. is accusing me of favoritism, <laughs> you're probably right. That's fair. Dara's a busy man. I am. I'm always busy, but sure, look, it is what it is. Yeah, I was just talking to Shannon before that. I was trying to think when was the last time Shannon was on and and it was the Ashiri one. I'm just wondering, were you on after that again, Dara? No, I no, I haven't on since then. Did we do a one? I can't. No, Horrenda's like in in a weird stage at the moment. So, uh, oh yeah, you lost the drummer, didn't she? We did, and we're we're trying to uh, get a bunch of stuff out. So we'll we'll be on the show to talk about Horrenda soon, though. Like that's, that's good news. But it's yeah, that's good. probably why. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. Great stuff. And congratulations on your split EP, lads. Uh, Jamie sent me two of the tracks and I actually bought it myself because um, I think Thanks it's class. Cheers. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations. So what was the idea behind it? Was pushing hard for it to get out there? I think um, we were, we played a gig with Organ Blender. Sorry, Shout out to the lads, top guys. They were in um, Bloodstock Heat, I think, before okay. the pandemic, was it? Jesus, was it that long ago? Yeah, yeah. They, were in a, they were in a heap and then we were playing a gig with them downstairs in February, yeah. like a couple of weeks after that or something like that. I remember none of this. I remember none of this. And uh, we were just chatting away to them and stuff like that and we were all buzzing around and happy, happy go lucky, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and uh, we just said, ah, sure, if forever recording at the same time like give us a show and you know we might throw a single out together or something like that okay and then we were t- talking to Podrick and uh, just we just said sure we'll do three songs each mm-hmm. and throw it out together whenever whenever we have I think they were doing Kimu uh, uh, Khan was their last their last album was it yeah that was their release that came out last year I'm <laughs> guessing because yeah. they, they were doing that at the time that we were chatting about it or whatever. So we were like, yeah, he was released that. And I think we were writing stuff for an album during the pandemic. And then we were like, fuck this after a while, you know what I mean? <laughs> so then we had stuff like left over. And uh, so then, you know what I mean? So then we said, actually, we'll use whatever. We'll pick the three best songs that we have at the moment. Okay. They're pretty much done. And then we'll do the split. So I think them songs are like pretty much recorded over the pandemic. But yeah. that's a lie, though. Our three They're... best, so- our, our best, our... you say our three best songs, but our cover of Frantic <laughs> is not in it. <laughs> Which is absolutely our best. Song. Metallica Frantic. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's not on it. That's a crime. I've <laughs> <laughs> been known to do a few covers. Like, I mean, the Ministry one was interesting. Yeah. I see the Frantic, like the Frantic. Interesting. See, the frantic yeah, thing is funny because it started off as a joke and then became not a joke. And I, I personally really like it. Now we play it more serious than Metallica do. Yeah. <laughs> is that possible? Absolutely. <laughs> There's better production. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and more drunk, Dara. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, Shannon, let's talk about 
the three songs that you, you decided eventually, was there maybe enough material for an EP or an LP during those grim times of COVID? Not really, because like I wasn't in a place to write anything. So like what I was anything I was coming up, Jamie was throwing me all these brilliant ideas and I was trying to work with them. And I was just like, I am basically just the well is dry. So everything was coming out shit. There was like a good riff here, here and there. But I think these were the only three songs that actually kind of that I'm happy with at all. Like rest of them, I, I haven't deleted them, but they're like in a zipped folder on a drive that I don't use. <laughs> okay. I think we have like we have like sixty demos from that time. Because I yeah. was doing a lot of demos as well. <coughs> mm-hmm. And like they were all like they're pretty shit. Like, do you know what I mean? Because I'm like not advanced at all. So yeah. you know, like bare bones demo and I think we had like yeah. sixty tracks because I you know nothing better to do. So yeah. But, um, yeah, I think like there's a good few ideas there in in the vault, but we're just yeah. you know what I mean. You're... You need to step away from them for like a couple of years before you can come back to it and be like, oh, this part was actually brilliant. I can take yeah. that. Yeah. This other one matches and piece we, like, together. It really affected G all in different ways. This whole lockdown. It seemed for you, Jamie, that it just inspired you to write a lot more material. Yeah. I was writing okay. all the time. I did, mm-hmm. I did like uh, a couple of like solo things as well during that time because it was just, you know, you're mm-hmm. just sitting there like, and then <laughs> you're watching all this mad shit on the TV and stuff and there's people dying everywhere. You know, we were living in uh, Smithfield in Dublin at the time. Oh. And, mm-hmm. Like you're, you're locked down. You know, I think I was walking to the shop just to do something or, you know, walking around Dublin. It's only junkies, you know, <laughs> I had headphones on, just looking at the fucking dawn of the dead, walking around the place. <laughs> and then it's like, like there's people in hazmat suits going into apartments. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, yeah. this is the end of the world. This is the <laughs> night. <And> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Were you writing stuff for Catastrophe as well, Jamie? Or was it just particularly aborted or there? It would have been just a border and then like any solo stuff that's coming out now. Um, but like, yeah, Catastrophe has been pretty much dead and buried since okay. 2018, I think. So, All right. yeah. I think okay. just around the time we yeah. had the EP out for a border and then it died because okay. we had a new lineup and then realized that no one wanted to do it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it was a well timed start to the band anyway. <laughs> that was it. Well, I knew, I knew it was going to shit, so I didn't want to, you know, that period where. You're kind of either looking for a band or the whole i'm going to start a new band and then that yeah. kind of can go whatever direction so i kind of wanted a studio a side project studio thing yeah. and that's initially what this was supposed to be and then then me and shana got the ball rolling and wanted to bring yeah. it live and stuff like that so mm-hmm. you know, and that's good. why you recruited well, dara like, then was it it was me and dara i think were the first two and then dara mm-hmm. was like let's get shannon involved Okay, and that's how it kind of mm. now we're now we're here. <laughs> Originally, I was just supposed to like program drums, and then Dara was like, "Actually, Shannon can play guitar too." Yeah, <laughs> and a hundred other instruments. And a hundred other, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Dara, let's go back again just to look at that period of time that Shannon and Jamie were on about. Where were you in relation to? Because I mean, you're you're one of the most creative people I know. I appreciate that. Was that the whole Ashari stuff where you caught up and all that? No, I mean, I, I appreciate the kind words, Richie, as always. Um, but yeah, like with Aborted Earth, it was always kind of like, it's just a bit of crack for me. 
Um, yeah. and genuinely that's what it is. Um, so creatively, up until fairly recently, actually on the CPO, I was actually a lot more involved than I normally was, which is weird. But uh, I'm just like, yeah, I'll just drink three points and play these songs live, uh, which is what I do. Um, but yeah, other than that, like it's it, it's very limited for me. I was just kind of okay. like, yeah, I, I come up with ideas here and there or structure certain things, but like it's mainly just what Shannon and Jamie say. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then I just go and play them. And okay. that's what happens. But the time you're talking about specifically would have been what, 2019? 1920, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we were deep in the first Horrenda album at that point. And then obviously went into doing the whole Shari stuff where, yeah, it was just nonstop creativity on that. But mm-hmm. as far as Aborted Earth, the closest thing I wrote to an Aborted Earth song at that time was Fire in the Sky, which was an Aborted Earth song that isn't an Aborted Earth song, but it is. So yeah. that would be it. Has it made it onto the set list, is it? Or what? No, it's literally on the Ashari project. It's just released through oh, my song. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, I'm with you now. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Jamie's yeah. literally singing on it. Shannon did all the other stuff. And yes. then we just did, so it's basically about it, it, it. It's basically about it. It's about Earth, but with Dara playing all the guitars, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's the way we did it. But yeah, we've, we've talked about bringing that one back. But that's the mm. only thing that I've kind of done uh, about it was in the early mm. days. Mm. Other than playing bass and guitar, but, you know, I mean, creatively. So then the live entity, because I've seen you in Fred's, I've seen you in Siege as well. The live entity, obviously you're there, Dara. You're there in spirit anyway, put it that way. <laughs> I, look, I, I, I can play the songs. That's that's the important thing. No, 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 no. Wait, I'm just because you said Siege, right? This is the one. This is, I fucking arrived and... I can't, wow. I just, oh yeah, I, I arrived and said, right, I'm going to get a fucking beer, and at the siege, it's not nice, yay, and fucking, some fellas beside me, like, bumps into me, and I look to me right, and it's fucking Dara at the bar, just like, all right, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, no, he's hammered, he's fucked, like. And what time and, is uh, this, Jamie? This Can you remember? Like, two or three hours before we're going on, I'd say. Like, was it like, like six or seven o'clock? o'clock? Yeah, yeah, it's I very early. Yeah, we're all pretty late. Yeah, I think I know. I had time to have like four, four, okay. five pints or whatever. So it was pretty, yeah. like, I think we showed up there early enough. So I think we, it was yeah, probably did, more Shannon. of a. Yeah. yeah, we were fucking all half shot getting on stage, but Darren like was fucking well on. And I remember yeah. like we like were just like bound through tracks, and like whenever we stopped, Darren would still be there like with the guitar like that, just headbanging. <laughs> doing that, like, and I was like, "Man, we stop playing!" And he's there, just like, "What? <laughs> What's going on?" Like, see what yeah. happened there was Horrenda were playing at like two, and yes. then That's I went rich. back. I went had a shower, came back, and then I started drinking. And usually that would have been fine, but it was just after the Ashari thing, and I ran into everybody who was involved, so we mm-hmm. all started drinking. Yeah, and then it got so bad that the only thing I remember about that set was. uh the guitar was fine. Plugging guitar amp in is very difficult when you're extremely drunk. <laughs> and that's all I remember. About I, that remember I remember not hearing anything out of the monitors and just <laughs> dance screaming at us all. <laughs> yeah, literally just fucking copper. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but we all had a good time and that's yeah, the main thing. So yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't even hear Dan. Like Everybody I was, was just yeah. anyway. Even yeah, the, yeah. Even the, the punters. 
Yeah, we had one lad come up to me and my brother afterwards, Ian, the bass player, and he was like, you're the only band here that can actually write a song. And this man was like falling all over the place drunk as well. And I was like, <laughs> he was our key demo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would Perfect. mind, we, like our slot was like when Conjura were playing. So like the people who were there, there was like fucking seven people there. So you don't mind, you don't mind that, like. It's basically a glorified practice session at that stage. You know uh, what I mean? Like, so, yeah. But only that we were way drunker there than we would have been at a practice. So. Yeah. yeah. And Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Sean. I'm always drunk. the same. Rush, fuck's sake. Was it the next time I saw you then was when Horenda and the Art played Fred's? Would that be right? No, that, that was that weekend where uh, Aborted Earth was playing the Friday and Horenda was doing the church gig on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, that, that's, I, I think we were playing with, um, uh, on, we were, on the, the Friday. One? Yeah, the Cork one. Yeah. It was a good night anyway, whoever it was. It was the crawling, uh, was it? No, the craw- that was Horenda. That was a Horenda gig. Okay. okay. Yeah. It was Dasgak. Dasgak mm-hmm. was Dasgak. there. Yes. That's who it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the you were headlining, though, were you? No, I think oh, we it was. Were. We were like second on, I think. I think, I think it was... so. I can't remember. I remember that because I remember being amazed by uh, the guitar player. Yeah. 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 The, the little dude. Um, Keen. Was it? This Keen, he's bass. He's oh, yeah, yeah. bass, yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, a, he's, like a, he's tiny, like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I can't remember. Pomney. Was, was it a Pomney they were playing as well? Uh, no. A pun might have been. It was yeah, uh, they might have been. car band as well. They <laughs> were archives. 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 Yeah, oh, they, yeah. That, it was their tour. That's who it was. Yeah. That's who it was, yeah. That's who it was, yeah. Sure, they were fucking excellent. Yes. They're yeah, they great. yeah. Shout out to Fair fucks here for your memory there, lad. I would not have guessed archives. No way. Like. I just, there was someone else though, I think. I think it was a pun. Somebody... Oh yeah, they might have they might have started it. I think yeah. I think they yeah, kicked yeah, it off. I think they were on yeah. Then get Tazgak and then our person. Yeah, that yeah, makes it was sense. a great That's night, anyway. Yeah, well, that was really good. Yeah, good mix of music. Like, I love playing yeah. Freds. Freds is like always a good time. Really, yeah. I'm the total opposite. I hate yeah. playing Freds. Actually, <laughs> that's it, after our last gig, I told Jamie we're never playing Freds again. But that, that's because it's down the road for you. For us, it's like three and, and a half hours fair, away. So fair, yeah, so yeah. for you, it's a novel experience. For me, yeah, it's like ah. I'm always sweaty when I'm in here. <laughs> Can't breathe. And, just, and literally, the anything. crowd are up against you. Like, it's just yeah. fucking yeah. joint. And there's no like... onstage monitors. They never use the onstage monitors. And there's only okay. one by the drummer anyway and the vocalist. Yeah. So for me, I can never hear on stage. <laughs> I'm just going to get fucking in-ears at this stage. Like, I can't hear shit yeah. anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> Might be a bad idea, my man. Jesus. <laughs> we'll go back to the split EP because I want to play a song off it. But she also did a split EP in 2019 with excruciating euphoria. Oh, yeah, yeah, Indeed, yeah. yeah. That's Jack Greenman. Yeah. Uh, he just dropped uh, another album there. I saw it. Yeah. And I, I remember when, the, like, this was probably during the pandemic as well. He brought out a single that I don't even know made. I haven't listened to the album now, so sorry, Jack. But, uh, the, sing- the single was amazing. I remember, mm-hmm. like, it was, like, proper good. I can't remember what it's called either, so. But, uh, the, I think you brought out an EP, The House or something? I'm not sure. I, I just saw it. The House. 
and that was really good. That's where I listened. Definitely. Yeah, I just I was just looking for He's him one, there one today, man. and I, I and I noticed that he'd um, a new album out. <laughs> yeah, Peter. wouldn't be my cup of tea, no, lads. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> the breeding of chaos, sweet Jesus! I was just going, oh my god. Like <laughs> I could handle your stuff, but that's just a bit too much. I think was that we had nine to five on that. Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, oh, yes. sounds, what sounds like the easiest song in the world? The song that we can never play ever. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they were all like, that was when I was starting to get into jazz. So I was like, here, let's let's throw like all these weird time signatures in and like, like Realize even just simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's perfectly fine when you're sitting at home in front of a computer just with a DI. Like yeah. you can redo it, but it's like true, yeah. live, you can't redo yeah. it. <laughs> You did a collaboration as well with Julia from Red Sun Alert. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. That, that's a great. Uh, that that whole album I actually really like. I I can't stand that album, but I like that song just purely because we we have a male and female vocal like mm. dynamic. I thought that was yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. But, I think uh, that was that an EP? Was it? Yeah, it was, was the mechanical mechanical yeah, Oh yeah, that was the industrial one. That's the one I yeah, actually yeah. like. Yeah, it's very I like good. that one as well. Yeah, yeah. You're outvoted, Jamie. You're outvoted. It, 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 it won an award, and I was like, "This is like some of the worst songs I've ever written." I would, I would I actually of it recently, and uh, the review was, or there was a few reviews because it was YouTube comments reviewing the. Okay. somebody's release of it mm-hmm. and half of them were like super positive and then the negative ones were like getting into the details of this song has this and this and they don't match and i was like see this is what i said right after we released it nobody <laughs> <laughs> nobody I, I think it was one of them things where we just spent too much time on it mm, yeah Do you know yeah. what i mean like we over polished it removed parts of it loads, and like, like, yeah okay. yeah I lo- Do you know what i mean I- that's the thing that i didn't like Mm, yeah, yeah. I, lo- I, I think like it was there, but I just think I think it went too mechanical, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah, which I know, it's, and it's that's what I like about it. It sounds <laughs> yeah, like a I machine know. made it. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. AI generated but, but, music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you were doing all the programming of the drums, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we, I don't think we had Dan at that point yet. No, we okay. didn't have Dan until uh, way after that. Yeah. Oh, sure, it would have been after lockdown. How did the idea of collaborating with Julia come up? Are you friends with her, Shannon, anyway? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're both in Cork. Yeah. So she was in the School of Music and I was in um, the main campus for MTU at the time. Right. She's so a great singer, just... isn't she, lad? Oh, she's voice. great. She's yeah. fantastic. She really is. Phenomenal singer. Yeah. It was just so interesting to hear it because, again, I, I wouldn't have put the two of you together at all like that, but it, it worked. You know? See, that's what's interesting, Richie. You always have to try and do different things. If you try to do the same thing over and over again, it gets very, very mm-hmm. tiresome. You know? Listen, yeah, you're yeah. preaching to the converted here. I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. So it brings me on nicely. That's why I was um, talking about just the strangeness of of what you did there with Julia to the, the song I'm going to play here. It's a Kulak body bag, right? Yeah. So yeah. there's a certain section <laughs> that I just was blown away by. I'm going to just talk about that afterwards. And it's in the clip, actually, that I've, I've got here. So we'll give this a listen. Take a bit 
See, stuff like that makes me so fucking happy <laughs> that somebody had the brainchild to go, let's fucking do stuff that will just fuck people up. <laughs> it's, it's just so brilliant. I love it. It's how it's written. You know, like a, mm -hmm. pretty much all of it goes to Shannon, but Shannon will send me the tracks. Actually, no, we're going we're gonna to be honest here. I'll forget about the tracks for about like, Six weeks. <laughs> Jamie will be screaming. <laughs> Jamie will be screaming in the group chat going, where the fuck are the tracks? And I'll be like, yeah, I'll do it. Then I forget about it. And then I'll be like, oh shit. So then I'll sit here. There'll be like a demo or whatever. And I'll have like, they're just there. And I'll just sit there with a the guitar for like, what, three or four hours? And just work through stuff. And then the way me and Shannon do it is either we have like the majority of the song ready. And I'm like, look, will you, will you tab it out or will you give some kind of ideas? And then I'll add to it. It's that kind of back and forth on mm -hmm. an already phenomenal structure that Shannon has laid out. Mm -hmm. And then we'll just throw ideas back and forward. And it's something you can't do. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Shannon, but you can't really do it in a studio. Like, you can't, because time really is money. You yeah, can't yeah. just sit there and go, oh, like, I mean, when you directly compare the way, um, actually, we started, we did it on the, on, the, the horrendous stuff that's coming up um, mm -hmm. thanks again to just having time uh, in the studio but when you go in and you're paying for a block of time basically right you have like two days to do a single you're not going to have that amount of freedom really to do it mm -hmm. now again should it take me six weeks to do it no <laughs> but it's just, you know actually sitting around and doing it for like four or five hours um, with a guitar and just kind of seeing what works what doesn't work that's how you get that and then Shannon will go in and do a phenomenal mix or play around with it it's a yeah. uh, it's a hundred percent that that uh, method of songwriting, which either mm -hmm. a lot of guys don't have time to do it. Um, it it's not the way you you've like you've been mm -hmm. trained to do it, and mm -hmm. it, it's uh, it, it just comes from years of of working with with uh, the same people. So yeah, because yeah. even miss after because after miss you send it to me, even like because it's DIs, I'm able to like yeah. chop it up. If I go like, oh, I really like this for this, like this part of this riff from this take. Um, and yeah. cause you'll send me like three takes as well yeah. of ideas and I'll just chop between them. So like, even sometimes I'll just like do like, okay, I don't necessarily think these are perfect parts, but I'll chop out different bits and make something that really works in that part. Mm. If yeah. there was like, Let's not lose sight of this song because yeah. this yeah. is what this is what yeah. I really want to know is what happens that made you go let's slow it right down and then it seems like is there like that process yeah, yeah but that that exact process is how you get there because mm -hmm. like we'll we'll have a song that's written it would take this one for example uh, when this was sent to me it was the demo right mm -hmm. and uh, I, I I was like right we'll just do a bit more lead here. Uh, and then, you know, Shannon obviously took it and slowed it right down and, and see what worked and what, what didn't work in that. Mm. And it, it comes from that iterative process where you're not just going, this is exactly how it's written. Do mm. it that way. It's like, no, let's actually figure it out. So that's that's why mm. that happened. There was, just a big, there was just a big gap about this big in the file. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's going there, but I'll do some ideas over it. And then after that, Shannon just, look, the short answer is Shannon's incredible. And 
that's that's it that just came out with what incredible ideas yeah that's there. actually so, the second second iteration of the orchestra as, as well because i lost the original um segment that i had in there so i went back and just did it more cinematic as well for them tracks though when we were doing the second album Sh- shannon was saying that uh basically the well was drying up like so we we had a different approach as well as it was like a conveyor belt type thing basically yeah. that we, like set up so like i'd i i think i wrote lyrics before any music was written yeah yeah and yeah so it would be like let's say a verse and i'd have like fast that metal part or whatever and then it would be chorus would be blast beats grind chorus you know what yeah, i mean like, yeah, yeah. Something like that so to like inspire shannon like okay so that's the structure of mm, go yeah. with that type thing so yeah. i think for that i think i just had like right i probably just put down breakdown or whatever you know okay. like to slow it down or whatever and then shannon yeah. came up with the orchestral bit yeah, actually, i think yeah, you, i think have... you had like quiet bit or something yeah, written so... in the notes and mm, i was yeah. like shit i need like 16 bars of a quiet bit what the fuck do i do here okay <laughs> Like what pretty, instruments did you use, Shannon, on it? On for um, that quiet bit, like. Uh, I was actually using the contact libraries for that one, because um, uh, or sorry, the Spitfire contact libraries, right? Because uh, I had just started properly doing orchestral uh, composition in university and stuff. Okay. And I was like, actually, that would slow it down that's something different not a lot of irish metal bands actually use Certainly proper not. quality uh orchestral stuff like even symphonic bands usually use synths for it yes which yeah. i personally don't like the sound of yeah mm-hmm. so i was like just use an actual orchestra makes way yeah, more we, sense we have um a track uh, like a demo of a track that's like pretty much like 95 percent done which has a lot more orchestra stuff in mm-hmm. it um, so I'll send that on to you as well Do. because yeah. I, you, you might like that as well. Abort the dirt or abort the dirt, you're like a blend of punk grind and sludge and there's experimentation in it as well. And I just love the fact that you, you threw this in, this track in with a perfect example of experimentation and done so <laughs> fucking well that it literally catches you on the hop. You know, you're not prepared for it. You really you aren't. See, and, and I love Richie. bands that do that. Because we're not going in with an expectation of how it has to be this way. Mm. You know, mm. every, t- every time we're going in, it's like, look, we're not a band that goes into a room and practices yeah. every week. We're just not. We practice three times a year. Yeah. Maybe. Max. Max. <laughs> like, we did the entire Metal to the Masses last year without practicing once. So, I mean, it's just that's where it is. All the tracks are written in, like... We went in with the approach going, no, we're going we're gonna to make this a studio project first that sometimes gigs. And and that's kind okay. of the way it's been. So yeah, because yeah. so because it's a studio project first, we're like, no, let's actually go in and do something interesting. Mm-hmm. And again, like I just love being able to be here in this room recording and then sending off and and playing around with really cool ideas. And then Shannon goes off and does incredible magic. Jamie does his vocals over, which is just yeah. always great. And that's <laughs> the dynamic that we have. If we went like if we went into a studio studio and it's not a job, it's not a dig at anyone. Um we genuinely would not be able to do it because we wouldn't have time. We'd yeah. be sitting there for weeks, like you yeah. know, to try and do it because it take me six weeks to record. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it's just it's just that kind of process where it's you're sitting down and go right, what does this need and what can we do rather than it needs to be like this. It's a very yeah. different approach than ninety percent of bands I've been in, and even trying to work it into a horrenda is, you know, thanks to being in a Earth. Yeah, 
Sure. Or even Nailbiter, which has live drums on it, is still written like that. And yeah. we just handed down the drums after the demo was done and was like, here, play that part. Yeah, exactly. And and that's why people are like, oh, it doesn't sound like anything else. It's like, yeah, because it's completely different. It, it's because mm-hmm. like when you're in a room normally and, and you're you're jamming out a track, there will be that back and forth that happens in the room where it's just like, I like that part. I don't like this part. Let's remove that. Doing it this way, you think you wouldn't be able to do that. But it's like, no, actually, because we all really know what we're doing or there is that kind of overall vision, you're able to just slot it in. And that, again, comes to the leadership of Jamie and Shannon. Yeah. Let's talk about the lyrics, Jamie. Yeah. Um, for Hula Body Bag. I hope someday is analyzed by an American professor or something like that. So it's <laughs> bag of debt from a mindless prick. Find that bastard, chop off his dick, stuff it in his <laughs> mouth or up his hole. He will be ratted out by a wannabe gangster mole. <laughs> Only somebody from Dublin can write that, man. Social I commentary. And one way, you know what actually really pissed me off? You know the encyclopedia metal um, thingy? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're, our lyrical context is listed as humorous, right? And that fucking pisses me off, right? <laughs> Although it's tongue-in-cheek and shit like that. That's probably the most serious song that we actually have, even though the lyrics mm-hmm. are kind of like tongue-in-cheek or like, you know, if you look at them and read them like that, you're going to go like, what the fuck, like, or laugh or whatever. <laughs> but it is, that's actually about the murder that happened in Kulag, that whole song, like, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. from the perspective of, uh, I don't know, like, you know, like that One guy. One of the lads the, in the, the gang. gang life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. basically what happened was someone got murdered in Kulak and was found in a, in a shopping bag, basically. Mm. And um, like was found by, I think it was like uh, the, the mother and daughter or something like found you know, the kid or whatever had been left in a bag, basically, like, in the middle of, of Kulak. So, like, the lyrics, although they're, like, they're basically about catching the person who did it. Do you know yeah. that sort of mm-hmm. way? So, because, like, obviously, it's horrific, like, but... It uh, is. Yeah. Yeah, so, so that's actually... A, that's a serious song, lyrically, like, with the idea, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, not executed, but uh, <laughs> the idea is there, do you know what I mean? So, basically, it's about killing someone who's... who's in that life and who's killed yeah. someone here is like you know and what I mean so. look you know it's on your doorstep and I'm sure there's plenty of rappers have made millions out of <laughs> describing how their friends have been shot up in drive-bys and stuff so yeah I mean it's something that you can relate to unfortunately you know but like and I know the the actual murder you're on about as well so yeah Kulak body bag but uh, it's just the lyrics are fucking great I got a great laugh out of them you know it's just like <laughs> cool this is a guy like, that's uh, that's living there <laughs> <laughs> well like the Conspiracy to Kill song off that uh, off our side of the split as well that's um, like a generalised song about the pandemic as well so mm-hmm. that was writing in the middle of the pandemic kind of like because you were hearing like conspiracy theories from left and right you know you didn't know what to believe what was kind of going on like is a testing us as a you know population and all this stuff like so like the lyrical content from our, our split is probably the most serious that actually has ever been in terms of like social commentary and stuff like that okay. so yeah so i want i want humor removed <laughs> Man bear pig is actually, you know, serious threat too. Man bear pig. Man bear pig. 
we have uh, Al Gore is like Al Gore, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's our that's my favorite song to play on the whole set. Mm. But it's yeah. it's about the you know the it's a South Park reference. So oh, we okay. have to keep humor there, though, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's too much humor. There's too much, There's too much humor yeah. in the band. But yeah, no, like I think I think like musically and also lyrically, like yeah, we're, we're moving towards a more kind of like serious approach, and that kind of makes sense, you know. Yeah, you know, a track like Nailbiter as well, very different, and I think again, you're doing the right thing there with a track like that. It's fucking ferocious, but there is room for experimentation through it, and you can you can feel it, you can anticipate it almost as you're listening to the track. Um, is that a good indicator of where you're going musically wise at the moment? The tracks like Nailbiter, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's like find that balance of like you kind of want to keep that like like raw aggression there, like, but you yeah. want to kind of, I think, from the approach of like having like some sort of like emotion, emotional provocation, like you know, like kind of dry emotion in that raw aggression like mm. so you, I, I t- from from that song anyway i think there's a nice blend of kind of i don't know what what way to, like the room that we leave is yeah. kind of to make it up for yourself on what emotion you feel yeah, yeah. And, by that, aggression. yeah. and that <laughs> was know? one that jamie actually like originally wrote out a song and then said like do what you want you can take out the guitars and write your own parts as well but handed me like a full drum track as well sent me the midi for it and everything so i just worked around what jamie had written then Mm. took the riffs as like inspiration of the vibe that i should write mine for um and has live drums on it that's the first track yes correct yeah 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 Yeah. um i did an extra life to it yeah, 100%. I think as well, uh, there's a lot of, uh, do you know the band Wormrot? Mm. Ever heard of them? They're uh, a Singapore yes. grindcore band. And like their early stuff is like proper, like, you know, like rock, grindcore, or whatever. But their last two albums, they've kind of done that. And like, I was listening to that at the time, like their last two albums a lot through that. Mm. And they have this like thing of where they just hit you with like an emotional part of the song just purely like from sound okay. and i think i think that's a really good element to have in this sort of music because i think a lot of people just go oh it's extreme metal or extreme music we're just gonna punch you in the face for 90 minutes of an album or whatever do you know what i mean yeah. like it's so i think I, you need you need that emotional dynamic i just like as well you're on about dynamic the fact that um i hope you're going to continue using a live drummer because some of the stuff <laughs> Just yeah, there's like comparisons to Godflesh, you know, with the program drums, you know, the extremeness of it. And I've seen Godflesh, as it turns out, twice in the last eight or nine months. Once by coincidence, and the second time was planned. But I would fucking give anything to see them at a live drummer, just mm. to change yeah, it up, they, you know. They used to Brian Mantea, who drummed for Primus and Guns N' Roses, drummed for the man uh, Songs of Love and Death, Love and Hate. Right. And uh, like the live footage from that looks fucking class. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? But I, I was there for the gig in Wheelands for Godflesh. And right. like, I think part of their show is that like, you feel like you've been beaten up after yes. it, even though oh, you're fuck fucking standing in the room. Yeah. Like that machine punches you in the chest for fucking an hour and a half. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, mean... I think that's a good appeal as well. So, you know what I mean? Like, I do like the live drummer thing though. 
you know what I mean? It, it's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's funny with God It's like I didn't even hear of them before. Someone was like, "Oh, you guys sound like Godflesh." I'm like, "What's that?" <laughs> then I went to check them out, and I'm like, "Whoa, yeah, it's actually I can hear it." And it actually looped back around where the more I listen to Godflesh, the more I'm like, "Oh yeah, that works with the of Earth," and it kind of guides some of the planes. Mm-hmm. So because they're fantastic, mm-hmm. they genuinely are. I just never heard of them, which is kind of funny. We got um, a lot of fight no more. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> like people thought that we sounded like or like a Mike Patton projects type thing that we okay. sounded kind of like <clears throat> that as well. So we've gotten a few yeah. few things like that as well. So. Yeah. I, mean, I like, think Face No More Ministry and God Flesh are the three comparisons we always get. Fate oh, No More, really? I, d- okay. I didn't know I didn't know about the Fate No More, the but it makes me so no happy. No, it makes me really happy. It makes me so happy though at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear about yeah. it. Sorry. Yeah. I love everything about Faith No More and Mike Patton. So when I heard yeah, that, I was exactly. like, yes. <laughs> like the real thing, the real thing is probably one of the best albums ever made. So mm-hmm. yeah. it died by <laughs> Angel <laughs> Dust actually. So yeah, I, that's I, fair too. Yeah, that's really fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're unbelievable. Okay, so well, that's the comparisons out of the way. How do you uh, get a set list together then, lads? Jamie. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whichever <laughs> one he thinks that we'd be able to play live. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not only that. It's, uh, like... No, it hundred percent is that. <laughs> yeah. for, for like, this one isn't yeah, impossible. For, like, yeah, pretty much. Well, at the start, like when at the start it was fine because the first EP is grand. You can play that, no bother. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. And then Shannon decided, let's just go fucking mad. And then we went <laughs> mad for a while, and then we realized, fuck, we can't play half of these songs. So okay. I think. I'll, of man-made misery we can play two songs off that yeah basically possible to actually play them <laughs> so like then we then we focus down okay let's let's write to play live basically mm. then yeah, it's, yeah. Way easier now. <laughs> it's so yeah. much easier now yeah it, it's much more cohesive uh, even though there's still that experiment and we're going more experimental as, as we go on the songs can actually be played live which yeah. is yeah which is great always you know helps. yeah always helps yeah. being able to play does that like, mean more uh, work for you, Shannon, in relation to organizing stuff as in I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so because that's kind of stuff that, you know, when you're like laying in bed after having just like listened to something and you pop up and you're like, ooh, that's a cool idea. Hmm. It's kind of the way it was like even on Nailbiter, like there's a Hammond and organ in that. And it was literally yeah. like when I was reamping the guitars, there was a Hammond and organ in the room and I was like, what if I put that in over the slow part and just tried it yeah. and it worked and it wasn't like any effort. It was one microphone, just go, okay, that's the chord I'm playing on the guitar, on the organ. Perfect. And it just worked. Yeah. It's a lot of that kind of just, oh, that's a cool idea. Try it. Hey, it worked. Yeah. So in relation to a live entity, you're not bringing any extra gear to the gigs to help you out to play live. No, not as such. Mm-hmm. Dara's got the samples. There's a sample pedal and that's about it. And that does a lot of heavy lifting. So if we ever need anything in there, it will be looped in through that. Okay. Okay. It it just depends. Yeah, it works fine. Like as as I said, it's um, a lot of what um, we do live basically is um, one thing about when you you do this kind of music, um, you can suffer from a band being very thin, right? So you go see a band play with one guitar or whatever, it could be quite thin. Or you go see a band that uses a lot of samples, it's extremely thin. Uh, and and that's what we tried to go, look, we, we can't do that. Like when you come see us play, we're going to batter you like. Yes. And it's it's going to be, you know, but 
that would that that would lose if, if the arse falls out of it the minute Shannon stops playing, you know, or the minute I stop playing. So we, we do try to when we're working these live, we're like, right, make sure the bass is, is nicely is nicely there and punchy in the mix. My guitar is complementing the bass, but also picking up some of the leads. And then Shannon is working on the leads. And that's kind of how we balance it out. Right. Uh, and if there is any holes, we'll be like, right, we'll throw a sample in there or or kind okay. of parts in there. And that's how we do it. Because if you do it any other way, you're either over relying on artificial things, as in like bringing a laptop or whatever yeah. up, mm. that can fail. And then you're fucked. Yeah. Um, exactly, which, yeah. which has happened. Like, at least with the pedal, it's like, yeah, that thing can fall off a building and it'll still be fine. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's yeah. a bit, you should see the state yeah. of it. Like, and, um, it, yeah. it survives. Uh, and we, because we do it that way, what you get from an aborted air experience live is, is, is going to be, you know, unique and standalone. Mm. Yeah. Rather than, yeah. I like the way that um, basically, like, what, when you see us live, basically, you're seeing like the tracks or whatever, and they're a tiny bit different then the recorded stuff that we do. So you're kind of getting two versions as well. Because yes. if you like yeah. if you like what we're playing or whatever and you buy whatever we release and then you're getting, oh, like this has, you know, it's like not like a version two or whatever, but the live experience is probably a more raw, raw version of what you're getting produced. Which you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Especially because I forget. Like, how the song yeah, goes, 100%. and I have to relearn it afterwards. Dan and and set it changes list is, in that process. Dan well. set list is always the funniest thing in the world. It's just like notes starts here. It's this yeah. song, and I'm just like, one here, yeah, it, it's, it's, like it's incredible. Arabic, like. <laughs> Arabic. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. It's like you can see the there. amount of notes on there. Like, oh my god. <laughs> okay. It's literally the tabs to the beginning of every song. And I presume <laughs> Shannon, your eyesight is quite good. Because I'd be yeah, fucked yeah. if I was looking at that. Like, it'd be just a, a blur. Yeah, that's the handy thing uh, about having perfect vision. So I don't need to walk over to the app every 30 seconds to look at what's the next song. <laughs> I, I How do you cope with that, Dara? Oh, well, see, the thing about it is I, I'm usually on the floor. So, I, like, <laughs> like, what happens is I just, you know, I can't see shit anyway without my glasses yeah. or well, my hair is always blocking my face so I can't see yes. anything anyway. Yeah. But usually I just drop to the floor, hit the next sample and see what the next song is and that's how I do it. Ah, okay. okay. It works. It does. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the only way because I can't I've see shit. I've witnessed it in person. It yeah. works, absolutely. <laughs> and we're going to play a Vicious Circle next. Okay.
class. I suppose you could have the best composers and songwriters in the world, lads, but if you don't have a frontman that can fucking deliver, like Jamie, it ain't worth jack shit, man. Fair play to Jamie. Must say, live, fantastic. You're always on point, man. And just the vocal delivery right through all these songs. Yes, fucking excellent. Thanks very much. That means a lot. No, man. Fucking listen to music now for 40 years. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Who are your heroes? We did talk about Mike Patton, but is there any particular ones that just really inspired you to kind of deliver it that way? Yeah, probably Kevin Sharp from Brutal True. Brutal True would probably be my favourite band. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. So kind of... He'd definitely be... You know, like the highs, like and stuff like that. He would definitely be probably a big one there. I don't really know. Like, I mean, he's definitely one. Yeah, would be would be a huge influence. I don't, I don't really know. Anything, after that. anything <laughs> off center. Jesus, that could surprise us. I don't know, like, because pretty much like massive love, love, love of earth, wind, and fire. Yeah, I do love earth, wind, and fire. There you and go. Like, like, music taste, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, like it's pretty much like for, for low, like, guttrals and stuff like that. And I don't know. Couldn't, couldn't really tell you. Like, but Kevin Sharp would probably be... Yeah, that'd be the one. That makes perfect sense, man, when you just say yeah. that. Like, does it frustrate you then, lads, that sometimes a lot of people don't get what you're doing? I want to throw this actually maybe say for metal to the masses what about that as an example the crowd of neutrals we'll say trying to win them over look I drank three points before I went on stage and had a great time uh, mm. I didn't care <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't make music for the people I make it because I like doing it yeah I think but I think we got to two finals was that yeah and yeah, yeah. Masses, yeah. Which, which we kind of laugh about now because <laughs> you know what I mean like realistically like that's a good competition purely to play in front of a packed room. It's not yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. like we didn't go in the mind frame of fucking getting into the final yeah. twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a way. We did that with one practice. That's where we went in. We we're like, we're just going to go in and give it or I'll play these songs that we like playing, have a bit of crack and whatever happens, mm-hmm. happens. And people respond to that. And it's like, look, uh, we've all been in between the, the, the five, the four of us, five of us, we've been in loads of bands and done competitions like that a lot and played around. But yeah, look, that's great. And if that's your thing, that's really cool. But at the same time, you're just like, no, you want you do it because it's fun, not for any other reason. Because if it's not fun, what's the point? That's mm. it. Like, plus, I plus, like, I, I think it's a good competition if you're lazy like us and <laughs> you want to play to a packed room instead of booking your own Dublin gig. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And if you get a couple of gigs out of it, you get a couple of gigs out of it. So. And look, it's always, and the, the great thing about that competition specifically that you brought it up, it's like you always get to meet new people. You know, there's mm-hmm. always good bands that you get to see. Like any bands that were in the finals that we were in have either gone on to do really good things or are still, you know, releasing some really good stuff. So, you yeah. know, it is what it is. But as far as are we going in to ever win it? No. <laughs> are we going in to, to place? No, we're going in to have a good time. Yeah. And that's. If we sell some shirts, that's great, but we're too lazy to get merch made, so mm. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying about winning it. I mean, it's not as if you get a fucking trophy. It's it's you get an appearance in Bloodstock. And also, yeah. I think as well, he can invite one or two wild cards that don't necessarily have to win. Is that true? I think it is. Isn't yeah, it? I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. 
having been so close two times, is it? Is it just a case of go back to the drawing board and go again, not in relation to to the masses, but trying to get somebody to champion you to get you out of this island onto the UK scene or something like that, which I think is a huge scene for you over there in the UK. Because that yeah. style style of music is very popular there. It's underground still, but it's very popular. Yeah, I mean, like look, you... oh, sorry, Jamie, just I'll let you finish that in a second. Yeah. Look, the kind of music we're playing is very, very niche. <laughs> yeah. Very, very niche. Grind is very niche. Extreme metal is very niche. Um, and that's why we would never put our eggs in that basket because, you know, we're, we're just too niche, you know, about that kind of stuff. But um, as far as going to the UK, like, yeah, I think that's been on the on the on the board for a while, Jamie. Yeah, like um, myself, myself and Dara have played shows over and like we, we did a UK tour years ago with Catastrophe and stuff like that. Yeah. And then they're playing loads of gigs in the UK now. So like definitely it's on the horizon to, yeah. to do that. But, you know, for the last couple of years, because I think we were two years as a studio project and the last two or three yeah. years, well, pandemic, when we went live first and then now the last year, maybe year and a half, we've gigged a bit over here and kind of we wanted to get, you know, people to know us here before going over to the UK. So that's yeah. definitely in the pipeline. But I don't think we, like, in terms of getting people to like us or stuff like that, and like, I think there's, the, like, the reason for the experimental aspect is so everyone kind of gets something to go home with in okay. the show with us you know that sort of way like so mm. i don't know you know like you could look at us as marmite like you either love us or you hate us but i'd rather you like a little bit or you take something home from seeing us rather than just writing us off completely or you know, <laughs> you know that sort of way like so. the best way to do is go in with an open mind you know and just be like hey like we did a show there with um war of attrition and that was the first time playing limerick for uh, us yeah. other, other than siege and that was Top a great lads. show Top oh, lads. they're great lads, great lads. But we went in and just had a had a phenomenal time, and crowd was great. We that's where we debuted Frantic. It was brilliant. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, was that in the uh, pharmacy? Was it? It was. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. great venue. I really like yeah, there actually. Yeah, I have to shout out to the Limerick scene as well. They're like so nice. They're yeah. so nice. <laughs> but you know, going into that, we were like. Even with that cover, we're like, look, this is probably probably going to be a train wreck. But let's go in and do it for the crack. And that's how that's how this band kind of runs. It runs mm. either on cool ideas or or trying out new things. And if people mm. love it, great. If they don't, well, it's just like, well, you know, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I think the tongue in cheek aspect of us is like, if all else fails, you get a laugh out of us as well. That's it, you know and that's mean? where it comes so, down to. Yeah, like once yeah. once we're entertained, that's kind of the, the main thing, you know, because mm. we all have like our serious projects or our serious things that we've done. But aboard mm. there, it's like, no, this is just where we get to have a bit of crack, you know? Mm. Yeah, uh, but sometimes Shannon, it's serious too. <laughs> yeah, Shannon, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, no, that's kind of how I treat it. Like. That's why I, I like throwing in like when we were doing the 80s stuff back kind of before and during lockdown. It was just like, yeah, this is something weird that people don't mix synth pop and grind. This yeah. is hilarious, but it's also sounds cool. So like mm. people will either like it and go, oh, this is the best thing ever. Or they're going to look at it and go, hey, lads, this is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Or shit. Yeah. Or, shit. <laughs> yeah. or all three. Yeah, and then yeah. it's even better the again. The trifecta, mm. exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I do think what Jamie said there, it's like, 
in all seriousness, we do trying to go for, you know, a, something for everyone. But the thing about it is if you're trying to please everybody, it's never going to happen. So well, you're better- yeah, it is a niche there. It's yeah. just the way I'd look at Gino is that I would love for you to just, okay, fucking a record label isn't to be all and end all. But I certainly <laughs> think that they could actually get you to further people further away. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the, that there's a scene out there for you. And I think you're, what you're doing is fucking excellent. And that scene would really welcome ye, but it's where to find the scene. And you get mm-hmm. that through probably a good distributor or a record label that might mm-hmm. have a few acts, not quite the same as you, but like you have a song called Corrupt Moral Alter. That's a band that are fucking right up your avenue. I don't know, are you aware that? It's your man out of van. Uh, they there to sit the guitar. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I don't, I don't know what fucking record label they are on. I had them on the show, I can't remember. But, do you know, something like that, it, it, from my point of view, it's frustrating to see just do your thing, as you said, niche. But there is a fucking a lot of people in Europe and further afield would really like this music. And how do you get to them? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, a like, fair question. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I uh, always go from, like, we're open for anything. Do you know that sort of way? Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, I don't know, it's hard to get noticed. You're on the internet or whatever with, you know, billions yeah. of people who could potentially look at your stuff, but, you know, you're yeah. dropping the ocean as well. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's just the frustrating yeah. thing about it's, it. The hard part is getting people to continue listening. Cause, like, mm-hmm. um, like, my dad grew up in the, uh, the, the US, 80s, just like no, 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 the US <laughs> hardcore scene, like, um, okay, yeah. He showed some of our stuff back, I think, during lockdown. He sent it on to all his old friends in the hardcore scene over there, like old school hardcore, not, uh, not like, uh, knocked loose kind of hardcore. Um, they're like talking about they, crow mags and yeah, yeah, agnostic yeah, yeah, yeah. front, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that kind of hardcore. And they listened to it and they were like, this is fucking phenomenal. And then of course, yeah. they listened to the one thing once and that was it. Like yeah. holding the attention is the really hard part. Mm. And then it's uh, like doing shows and stuff like that. I think for a lot of bands, particularly, you know, in Ireland, we, we are an island. You know, that's the thing, you know, and mm. you got to, you're kind of starting from scratch um, going into UK and stuff. So it, it's definitely, as Jamie said, it's something we're open to. But as far as actually like doing it, it's kind of, I think every band in Ireland at some point has the the realization that they need to go into the UK. They need to tour there, and mm. uh, it's just yeah, we've talked about it. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's just about doing it or not. So it definitely is on the roadmap. It's just kind of how to get from A to B, and that's yeah. kind of that. But I yeah. think like our, our biggest fear anyway now is because like we would be known in Ireland now, so that's nice, you know that, and yeah. uh, any support is really appreciated and stuff like that. Mm. But like. You know the venues are gone, so we're looking at Cork, we're looking at Fred's pretty much ninety percent of the time. Yeah, we're looking yeah. at Dublin, we're looking at Fibbers ninety percent of the time. Do you know what mm. I mean? So like, it gets to a point where you go, I don't want to play Fred's again, or I don't want to play Fibbers again. So yeah. eventually, we're gonna be like, right, let's go to Scotland. We we know a couple of bands in Scotland, like Disposable and stuff like that, and mm. they played with us and Fibbers. So, you know, it's mm. it's realistically yeah. just a, a thing of going, hey, like, we're going to jump over, you know, for three days. Can we get three gigs with you? You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. where we're at. So. Is there any kind of compilations out there, you know, for the grind scene and stuff that you could get on a YouTube channel that just do 
that particular style of music. You have your foot in the, the sludge. There's a bit of punk, there's grind as well, you know, and I think there's just definitely some some way of getting to more people, be it through a compilation or a fucking Spotify playlist or something that you mightn't necessarily have thought about. I, I know, like, I, I always think of Course Monk Records, like, they're extreme, but, and they're, they're, Roger's a fantastic guy, but he's doing it for bands in Europe and, and two or three bands from Ireland Tombs, for example, and uh, Nomadic Rituals, and he's actually getting them into countries there with, with more listeners, you know, so... Mm. It's just you're, something you're for you to think about, you know? You're the second person to mention Curse Monk Records about, <laughs> about us as well. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I know they like family deal and like sludge and stuff like that. It's just uh, an example of, of a guy that's doing it well. Doing it, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Like, I think we do need, we definitely need someone, you know, to back us in like that respect. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's, you can only carry yourself so far. Oh, exactly. definitely. And, and it's down to the likes of yourselves then, Shannon, to, you know, push hard on social media. And we all know what a fucking drag that is at the best of times. <laughs> exactly. I think, like, pretty much all of us wouldn't even be on Facebook if we weren't in bands and stuff That's like true. that. I, you know yeah. what I mean? So. I look, and the thing about it is, like, in Ireland, everything is done. You need someone, you know, like, we, you can't do things by yourself at a certain point and yes, yeah, that's that's exactly it you just hit yeah. the ceiling there yeah you just hit the ceiling. exactly yeah. and that's why you need something else and it, it is mm-hmm. just a case of and that goes for anybody really it, it, mm-hmm. doing anything not just in a very small metal community yeah it's yeah. uh it, it's just because ireland you know we, we hit that the the literal the the literal water and the figurative ceiling where you do yeah. need that kind of bit of help so yeah definitely UK, a good show the uk is usually when you break past that ceiling then as well so having yeah. somebody lift you up to yeah. the point where yeah. you can spill over. Yeah, there's plenty of independent labels in in the UK that have all been inspired by Eric and other mm. record labels like that Peaceful, you know, so it's just worth thinking about. And you know what? Maybe the best thing is, lads, is just not even think about it and just fucking release a killer EP or uh, album. Well, that's what, been, that's what we've been trying to do, you know, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. what I will say is you can get bogged, like you can get bogged down in, in that kind of, that kind of thing or the politics or anything like that or you can just be like I have this weird idea let's do this or you can just sit there mm. and write the best songs you can and I think that's just what we've been trying to do exactly so. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, honestly. and judging by the uh, split yeah you're right on track I think myself you know and congratulations Thanks, on that and don't forget the likes of Nailbiter as well man That that's mm. that's gold what you, what you did with that track so all I can do is wish you the best and uh, thanks a million for coming on the show lads Thanks very much for having us. Yeah, it was great having you on. And have you anything coming up gig-wise that you can shout out now that you Um, know of? No gig-wise at the moment. We're you're you're open to gigs though if there's offers there. Yeah, we are indeed. Um, We just need need around six weeks notice for Dara. (laughs) (laughs) That's only recording. That's only recording. To be fair, we're we're currently doing an EP now at the minute, and Nailbiter was the single for what that EP is going to be. This this is genuine. This is genuine news to me. Well, yeah, this is genuine news. I've done a good few demos now for another album coming out. So, mm, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Good so, to hear. 
I guess yeah. I'm going to have to do a bunch of recording. You will. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you've, you've got, <laughs> it looks like, like six tracks to record on. Oh, well. So it'll be out in two years. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shannon, it's not as if he can't fucking say he doesn't remember it. It's on the show, man. Here. There you go. Yeah, That's it. Yeah. There you go. Just send him a link every once Every time. Yeah. <laughs> So Shannon, Jamie and Dara, thanks again. Give a shout out to Ian and Dan. And as I always say, support your local medicine.